You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site, and the fan-sided network. Today's episode is brought to us by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy post-game podcast. This is the first post-game pod we've had in, I, I guess, almost three months. Uh, the season ended in May this year, right? That was weird. It's still weird. Uh, but this is, it's a summer league post-game podcast. And yes, if you're asking yourself, is this really a full podcast about a summer league game? The answer is yes. That's what, that's what I'm doing. That's what, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk basketball. And I am maybe a little too excited to have a post-game podcast about a game that literally does not matter. But it was actually, I mean, I, I mean, I'll get into this here in a minute, not to, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I'm just going to say this now. This was probably about as good of a summer league basketball game as I have watched that I can remember. This was actually pretty good basketball outside of a couple stretches in this game between the Wolves and the Spurs, the, the summer Wolves and the summer Spurs. Um, so I, I do want to break the game down a little bit. I'm not going to do it. So if you've listened to this podcast, if you've, if you stuck through the last couple seasons here on the podcast, you know that I typically will do kind of the game flow key takeaways and then studs and duds. I'm not really going to do a full game flow because let's be honest at summer league, there wasn't really, I mean, there actually was kind of a flow to this game, but I don't want to spend too much time on that. I mostly want to key in on the key takeaways and also the surprises, uh, both good, good and bad. Um, I guess we'll do studs and duds, but really kind of the key takeaways is going to be the meat of the show today. So we'll hit all that. And then one bit of news here off the top as well. So before we get into everything, a quick reminder that you can follow this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Of course, that includes Apple as well as Google, Spotify, and the all new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and at BBeacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. So the piece of news is actually directly related to Summer League and it broke on Monday afternoon. Joseph Blair, who is set to be the defensive coordinator for the team this year, had coached the summer league team during the summer league training camp and uh, and was expected to be the summer league head coach um, left to go to the Washington Wizards and join Wes Ensel Jr. staff apparently with a uh, apparently a more prominent role according to uh, John Krasinski on Twitter he hasn't been announced as an associate head coach he's going to get a front of the bench role but he was going to get going to get a front bench role in Minnesota and had the title defensive coordinator so I'm not really sure exactly what that I mean no doubt um, he's going to uh, he's going to get a raise of some sort, right? I mean, that would be the appeal. I don't know that the Wizards are going to be better in the East. I mean, maybe they're just as likely to make the playoffs to get in the East. I get that they're retooled. I just don't know how that job's much better, um, especially because of the existing relationship with Blair and and, uh, uh, and Gerson Rosas in Minnesota. Who knows? I, I, I really don't know what the motivation there is. I'm sure there's something, I'm sure he's got a good reason to do it, but the timing is obviously super weird right before he was about to coach in the first summer league game. Um, and this could have been in the works for more than a couple of days because Blair spoke last week to, uh, to, to, you know, as part of the summer league, you know, not media day, but ramp up to summer league practices in Minnesota. And all of a sudden he's gone. So very weird. 
And now Chris Finch heading into his first opening at his head coach. He's obviously got a couple of months to, to make another hire, but he's got to find a defensive coordinator, figure out how he's going to backfill that spot. The summer league head coach now, incidentally, is Jeff Newton, who is uh, will be in his third season in Minnesota, was brought on uh, when Rosas came in. And his title's offensive associate coach and player development coach. So he's a he's a back of the bench guy who does not have, you know, any notable experience outside the Timberwolves organization, much of a coaching history. Uh, and, you know, if you watch the summer league game on Monday and didn't see the, the tweet from John Krasinski, you may not have known who that was coaching on the sideline for the Wolves, but that was Jeff Newton running the summer league team. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the game itself here very briefly in terms of the flow of the game. The start of the game was the worst part. It was kind of a sluggish start. Neither team could shoot. It wasn't actually great defense. It was just a lot of missed jumpers, sloppy offense, Pace picked up a little bit. The Wolves took a double-digit lead in the second quarter. Then at the tail end of the second quarter, remember this is four 10-minute quarters in Summer League, tail end of the second quarter, the first half, teams clearly got tired. Guys, were, you know, there, there weren't a lot of subs in the first half. It was a lot of almost line changes in a sense. Um, and the offense kind of wasn't great at the end of the first half either. But it was a Timberwolves double-digit lead at halftime. The Spurs pushed back in the third. This game was actually really tight throughout the fourth quarter. Several lead changes and ties. The Spurs took a couple of one possession leads in the fourth and it came down to the wire. Um, and we did see Jalen Newell and Jade McDaniels attempt to operate the Wolves offense. And we'll get into this in key takeaways, but really throughout the night and in crunch time, it was a lot of those guys. And Noel ended up missing a shot on the Wolves final possession after a timeout. They had a short, it's like five, six seconds on the shot clock. It was a tough shot. Noel missed it. Nathan Knight, the two way big man who played in Atlanta, 33 games at the Hawks last year, got a critical offensive rebound, got the go-ahead bucket. And after Spurs timeout, they came down on the other end. Trey Jones was going to operate, and it was, uh, I think it was, uh, it, they were trying to run a pick and roll on the left wing. Nathan Knight actually tipped the pass away, went back to Trey Jones, who had McKinley right on him. He's the other, right, of course, the other Wolves two-way player in addition to Knight. And right forced Trey Jones into a really difficult potential go win, uh, game-winning go-ahead three-pointer that missed pretty badly. It was great defense by Wright. So the combination of Knight and Wright on the last defensive possession is what sealed the game for the Timberwolves, the Summer League Timberwolves. And uh, the Wolves got out of there with a two-point win. But it was legit good basketball. Um, Other than a couple stretches early in the game, which happens in NBA games all the time, this was actually entertaining. It was solid defense, at times very good offense. A lot of up and down, but not too much sloppy play, not too many sloppy turnovers, um, you know, a lot of fouls, but that's pretty typical. Uh, Nathan Knight even got called for a technical foul in this game. By the way, Knight committed seven personal fouls and got called for a technical, which in, in Summer League, if you're not aware, you get up to 10 personal fouls before you're disqualified. Um, and Knight committed seven plus got called for a technical. And I don't remember seeing a Summer League technical foul called, you know, very often. Um but this was solid basketball. And the Timberwolves played great defense throughout. That'll be part of the key takeaways here in a minute. I want to highlight a couple of defensive uh, efforts put forward by by a pair of rookie point guards who I talked about quite a bit leading into Summer League as players to look out for. Uh, and, and obviously talk about Jalen Noel, talk about Jade McDaniels, talk about Nathan Knight. There's really like six guys that I want to highlight. And uh, it's all related to key takeaways. We'll pick a couple for studs. We'll pick a couple for duds from the game as well. So that'll be the rest of the show here today. Before we get to all that, though, let's talk about the title sponsor of today's show. And that, of course, is rockauto.com. 
This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why do often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you could possibly need, from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All right, before we get to individual studs and duds, let's talk about key takeaways from Wolves Spurs Summer League Opener on Monday night. Uh, Number one, one of my main things to look for that I talked about on Monday's show was the amount that Jalen Noel would be running the Timberwolves offense. And would he actually be playing point guard? Um, He was always on the court with, with a true point guard, right? So he started the game with with uh, McKinley Wright, who is a two-way player. He very likely will be the Wolves' third-string point guard this year. Assuming Jordan McLaughlin's back on an actual contract, uh, Wright will probably assume the McLaughlin role from the last two years, which is third-string point guard, two-way guy, in you know with the big club half the time. And um, Knight was really good. We'll get to him in a minute. But Jalen Noel did initiate a lot of offense. There were a couple stretches where they very clearly were just kind of giving the ball to him and letting him go. There's a lot of dribble handoff action. He opened the game with a fantastic pass. I think it was actually the Wolves' first bucket. It was a bullet pass to, to uh, tonight in the paint. Really good read by Noel. Perfect pass and an assist. Then there was kind of a tough stretch. The rest of his first stint wasn't great. He had a couple of missed shots. He was a little bit off, made a couple of poor decisions. And then after he had a rest, he came back in in the second quarter, made a fantastic read in uh, in actually two in a row, back-to-back pick-and-roll possessions to open his second stint. The first time he got to the bucket using his left hand, scored on the left side of the basket in the paint, a, a really an easy layup, but it was a great read um, in the pick-and-roll. And then the next time down, he got an assist again to Nathan Knight. Uh, so back-to-back strong pick-and-roll possessions. And really from that point forward, he looked a lot more comfortable. You know, you take out kind of that like that middle part of the first half and Noel played a really, really good game. He had 12 points in the first half alone and finished the game with 24 on nine and 20 shooting. We'll talk more about him next segment as well. But in terms of just the way he was used and the way he played within the offense was exactly what I expected. Or, you know, I, I'm ballparking this, but roughly half the time he's initiating offense when he's on the court. The other half of the time he was catching and shooting. He was coming around screens, looking for catch and shoot opportunities. And you could just tell uh, it was exactly what he did with the second unit last year. He has a knack for scoring. He can score at all three levels. And we saw that on display in this game. A really good overall performance for Noel and and good to see him use the way that he was. Jaden McDaniels, to a lesser extent, actually did get the ball in in a position to score to create a, a few times in this game. Um, he wasn't used in the exact same way. And I wanted to see him a little bit more in, in as the big in dribble handoff or pick and roll action. He certainly did some of it, but the Wolves were using Nathan Knight in that action a lot. And McDaniels was spacing out a, a bit more often like he did last year, uh, you know, as, as a member of the Wolves starting 
lineup by the end of the season. He basically was spreading the floor, catch and shoot, spot up situations. It wasn't really involved in in much of the actual the action um, in most half court sets, and that remained true a little more often than I was expecting in this game. He played 28 minutes and had 13 shot attempts. Compare that to Noel's 20 shot attempts in 31 minutes. The difference, obviously, is Noel is the one with the ball in his hands more often. But um, And McDaniels was second on the team, both in minutes and shot attempts. But I was still expecting a little bit more, uh, you know, plays called for him. At the same time, McDaniels was far more aggressive on his own than he was as a rookie. And and he needed to be. But uh, there were a couple of, of mistakes. He had a, I think he had an air ball at one point. He had a couple of, of tough jumpers that he forced, maybe uh, one or two bad passes in there. Um, but the wow moments for Jaden McDaniels were unbelievable. Um, he had a couple of of opportunities where he uh, he he. I think there were two crossovers that he pulled off. One, I think he maybe missed the layup or got. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, he missed a layup or he got stripped in the paint or something in the first half. And then in the second half, he had a crossover where he had a fadeaway jumper on the baseline, the right baseline in the second half. That was a literal a wow moment. I mean, guys were the crowd. You could hear the crowd react. The guys on the bench react. It was just fantastic. And to see that upside on display was was awesome to watch. But the way that the Wolves used him was still a little bit more like he was used last year with a few more opportunities sprinkled in. I'd love to see him get the ball in the open floor a few more times as summer league goes on. And I'm sure they're just making sure that he, um, you know, gets acclimated. The Wolves offense looked, you know, basically like you would expect, right? I mean, Nathan Knight was playing the Carl Anthony Towns role, if you could call it that. A lot more pick and rolls than than the actual, you know, the sets that Finch ran, the horn sets and the, uh, you know, the the basically the mid post, the free throw line extended post up opportunities. Didn't see as much of that. And, and Nathan Knight isn't Carl Anthony Towns. I want to get into Knight a lot more in the studs and duds section because he was, you could argue he was the star of the game and the most impressive player on the floor. He showed his versatility on both ends of the floor, was really active, was mobile, um, and the Wolves used him in a variety of ways. And they were very comfortable allowing him to to patrol the paint defensively and you know try and block shots and make things difficult. But he's also switchable on the perimeter. Um, and in, in, a, in a sense, I mean, he basically was playing the Carl Anthony Towns role, but he was getting out on the perimeter and switching almost like what Jaden McDaniels was doing last year. And just in general, the, the biggest takeaway for me in this game, outside of just how good the basketball was, and, and before we get into the individual performances, was the perimeter defense. I mean, the Timberwolves last year were miserable, really. I mean, pick any year minus the Jimmy Butler season. And Timberwolves perimeter defense is is that and three-point shooting, I guess, are the two things that are the bane of of, uh, of every Timberwolves season, right? Um, and in this game... It doesn't didn't really matter who it was, especially McKinley Wright and Isaiah Miller. Those were the guys that stood out. But uh, Jalen Noel, uh, the effort was there defensively for the most part for him. Jaden McDaniels, we know what to expect there inside and out. Um, those guys on the perimeter, Brian Bowen wasn't good offensively. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But he at least competed defensively. For the most part, the Timberwolves were flying around the court, were defending inside and out, rebounded the ball well enough. Uh, they were a plus eight on the glass for the game and showed kind of an edge and a toughness and a desire to defend, to fight through screens that we frankly have not seen from the Timberwolves in any iteration. I get that this is summer league and, and there's two to five of these guys that'll actually see minutes for the actual Timberwolves this next season. But but the effort defensively was absolutely there. You could hear the bench on TV on the other end of the court when the Wolves were defending on one end of the court and the bench was off camera, you could hear the bench going nuts. Um, 
and credit the coaching staff and I guess the new coaching, the new summer league coaching staff with no Joseph Blair for getting these guys up to, to, to cheer for their teammates for their defensive effort. That's exactly what happened. And it was, it definitely made a difference. It was, it was obvious that the Wolves were keyed in on playing defense. And this is, by the way, I don't want to, you know, again, summer league, but the Spurs team is not a bad summer league team. I mean, you got um, the first round pick and Josh Primo. You've got Devin Vassell, a recent first round pick, Trey Jones, um, Skella BCA is on this team. Joe Wieskamp was a, a draft pick this year. Got a bunch of guys that are going to see minutes for the Spurs or have seen minutes at the NBA level. And, uh, you know, Vassell hung 23. I think he had 12 or 14 of those in the fourth quarter. I mean, this wasn't a slouch of a summer league team to play either. And the Wolves played hard and deserved to win this game. Um, so I want to get into the individual individual studs and duds here next, because there's a couple guys that really deserve shout outs for their performance. Um, and, and again, way more pros than cons in this game overall. So definitely a few guys to shout out here in studs and duds. First, let's talk about bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's more than half over now. NFL preseason is underway. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You can even bet on NFL preseason if that's your jam, as well as NBA Summer League. I know what you're asking yourself, and the answer is yes, people do bet on that. And if you want to, it's there at betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, individual studs and duds from the Wolves' Summer League opening win over the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, number one for me in this game has to be Nathan Knight. He is, uh, you know, the first tier guys to look out for is Jaden McDaniels, Jalen Noel. They play great. The second tier is the two-way guys, right? It's Nathan Knight, it's McKinley Wright. And they're both stars, uh, but I'll, I want to start with Nathan Knight. He had 19 points, nine rebounds, had the game-winning bucket, played 26 minutes in this game, shot seven of 12 from the field, one of four outside the arc, four of five from the free throw line, two assists, a steal and a block. He did commit the seven fouls and he had the technical, he committed three turnovers, um, but he was all over the court and you couldn't, it, seemingly, I can't believe he only played 26 minutes. It felt like he was out there for at least 30 uh, but he was legit all over the place, had a couple of, of nice finishes, a couple of nice dunks in traffic, a couple of nice dunks in transition. Um, and you know, the, his block was impressive. He had a couple of other potential blocks that were called fouls that were close, uh, but he was active. Um, and, and he, he is the prototypical modern day big in the pick and roll game on both ends of the floor. He's switchable. He's big enough to guard fours and fives. He's athletic enough to guard fours and fives and can switch onto threes on the perimeter. And he's dynamic as a role guy, uh, and he has enough ability to pop. Again, the, the three-point shooting percentage, uh, you know, even going back to college, isn't fantastic, but the shot looks good. There's touch there. He's shot the ball out the free throw line. There's reason to believe he can become an average or above-average three-point shooter. So in some ways, it's similar to Nas Reed, although the form is, is, uh, looks better than Nas Reed's. Um, and obviously Nas, Nas is an adequate outside shooter, but there's reason to believe that Knight's three-point shot could be at least average from the outside. And if that's the case, there's a lot to like about Nathan Knight. Um, and, you know, I, I saw during the game, John Hollinger tweeted out that he was surprised that the Atlanta Hawks did not offer him a qualifying offer off of his two-way deal from last year. Now the Hawks obviously had, had uh, I guess you could, you could put it as, uh, I, I don't know, bigger fish to fry maybe. I, that's maybe a bad analogy, but 
the Hawks were concerned with with making sure they get back to the conference finals. You know, they went to the conference finals this year. They were trying to you know revamp their depth, et cetera, keep their big name guys, um, you know, extend Trey Young, all that stuff. And Nathan Knight walked away and went to the Timberwolves on a two way deal. I, I you know I'm not saying he's like going to be a rotation big this year. I think he probably still starts the year on a two way deal, but. Uh, it would make trading Juancho Hernan Gomez and Jake Lehman and some of these other guys, it, that makes that pretty easy. If this is the Nathan Knight you would get on a, on a, you know, per game basis, 19 and nine, two assists is still in a block, a very nice game for Nathan Knight. And he's exactly what you want out of, uh, you know, a fourth big or who, or whatever, who can be switchable, be versatile and do a variety of different things on the court. So he's a stud from this game. Um, I'll shout out the other two by guy I guess this is now in no particular order, but McKinley, Wright really good. Um, the, you know, the cliff notes on him were a four-year guy from university of Colorado, went to Champlain park high school in the twin cities, defense first guy, but he also scored at Colorado and has touch, uh, not a great outside shooter, but can score from a variety of places on the floor and a really, really good defender. He stuck out in the Chicago draft combine to the Wolves staff that, you know, Finch says he didn't even know he was from the twin cities. They really liked him there. And he had the opportunity to get drafted in the second round by some teams, ended up going undrafted, signed in Minnesota, hometown team for a two-way deal. He's going to be in the Jordan McLaughlin third point guard role this year. And he looked really good. Eight points, three rebounds, two assists. He had five steals in 24 minutes of play, a perfect 404 from the field, looked really comfortable in control. Uh, it got the game the game ending stop on his, on Trey Jones, who he played high school ball against in Minnesota, uh, by the way. So that was kind of a fun, um, you know, I guess reunion of sorts on the court, but a great two-way game from McKinley Wright, who of course is a two-way player, uh, in terms of his contract as well. And if something were to happen where the Wolves can't bring back Jordan McLaughlin, don't be shocked if they try and get a Jalen Noel or a Nas Reed style deal done with McKinley Wright, which would be, you know, partially guaranteed deal. He gets his guarantee of, you know, a million, whatever, whatever it is over the course of the deal. And then the Wolves get the opportunity to keep him at a bargain. I mean, Jalen Noel and Nas Reed are on steals for their contracts. Um, the Wolves might try and do something similar with McKinley Wright if he plays like this throughout Summer League and they feel really comfortable with him. And then maybe it's a guy like Isaiah Miller, who I want to talk about in a second, who ends up on a two-way deal. Don't count that out. That's a very real possibility that could happen if things go south with negotiations with McLaughlin. Another stud for me in this game, um, and I, I'm just go, I'm going crazy. It's summer league. Why not? The Timberwolves won. Uh, we we haven't done a game like I haven't done a recap pod in three months. Um, I'm going to give one to to Jade McDaniel's 18 and six, 18 points, six rebounds, four assists, seven of 13 shooting. You know, looked uncomfortable at times, but for the most part, was really good. The crossover was nice. Great defense. He gets a stud in this game, as does Jalen Noel. We talked about him already, but 24 points, six rebounds, four assists. 9 of 20, shot almost 50% from the field, 3 of 8 outside the arc, and only committed 3 turnovers while initiating plenty of offense. 31 minutes. He played 31 of 40 minutes in this game. So those are your four studs. And I'm going to squeeze another one in there because I can't help myself. Isaiah Miller, I'm a big fan of his. I think he is a perfect two-way type guard to a contract type guy. And if the Wolves don't end up keeping him, he may not be long for the G League. Now, he signed an Exhibit 10 contract, so he's going to be in the G League. He'll get a bonus for sticking with the Iowa Wolves, assuming he doesn't end up in Minnesota. But he can rebound, he can defend, and he can score a little bit with his floater game, his little push shots in the paint. I talked about him, I think it was last week when he signed the Exhibit 10 deal. He's small. He's six foot, maybe, um, played four years, uh, or maybe it was just three years at, at uh, 
University of North Carolina, Greensboro. And uh, I think he played four years, was a three-time defensive player of the year, two-time defensive player of the year in his conference, or excuse me, two-time player of the year in his conference. In this game, he had nine points in 13 minutes on four of eight shooting, five rebounds, uh, two steals and an assist, zero turnovers in 13 minutes. Um, you know, had a couple problems with the size around him getting a shot off in the paint, but he had a nice kind of pump fake hesitation move to get his shot off. He did that a couple of times, had some success. He's not a great outside shooter. He's, I don't think he has been great from the free throw line either. Um, but he's so good defensively and rebounds his position extremely well for a guy who's barely six feet tall. He's got a future as at the very least a G league, you know, third, fourth point guard type guy with a little bit of upside. Um, and I really like his game. He's got that toughness, that edge that the Wolves really need. Um, so he's a stud for me in this game as well. The only dud I'm really going to call out is Brian Bowen, who is a two-way player for the Pacers recently. Um, he played 22 minutes, started the game, had only three points. They were all free throws, 0 of 3 shooting the ball from the field, three rebounds, two blocks, didn't do anything else. Um, was just kind of like, it was like he wasn't there until he took a couple of bad shots and made, made a bad decision offensively. Um, you know, he just... It was just kind of like, I can't believe he played 22 minutes and we didn't get more of anybody else. Um, Marcus Derrickson's a guy who I called out before uh, before Summer League that I wanted to see him get run. He was a former two-way guy with the Warriors, um, was on a contract with the Hornets last year at one point. I think it was an Exhibit 10 deal, uh, but he didn't get off the bench in this game. So we'll see if he gets any run come Thursday in game two of the summer league. Uh, one other notable doesn't fall into studs or duds, but Jared Brownridge, I was excited to see him. He's like a, a four-year G league guy, big time G league scorer, good shooter, small, not a great defender, but he's got a good wing wingspan. Um, scored eight points in 11 minutes, three of six shooting, hit a couple of threes, kind of an instant offense type guy. I don't think he realistically has a shot at making the Wolves roster, but maybe there's a training camp invite. Um, hopefully he ends up on the Iowa Wolves of the G league because he's got that, that microwave scoring ability um, and has some length too. So perhaps there could be some you know benefit to having some length on the perimeter as well, even though he's not a really big guy, um, but he's more of kind of a, a, a shooting guard and a point guard's body type player, but a lot of fun to watch and, and a good stroke from three. So keep your eye on him through the rest of the summer league as well. Next up Thursday afternoon at three o'clock, the Wolves play the Chicago Bulls. That game's on NBA TV. We'll, of course, talk about it a little bit on Thursday's show and then recap it on Friday. So we've got to wait three more days so we have another postgame pod, uh, but we'll definitely be on top of that. And then the Wolves play again right away Friday, then on Sunday. So we have plenty more basketball to talk about in Vegas. Um, but all things considered, and I guess I've got rose-colored glasses on for Summer League, but this was fun um, getting to watch you know, some version of the Timberwolves play. And, and it was actually a good game. Um, we saw McDaniels, Noel play well. Um, and, you know, looking forward to the rest of the summer league. So, uh, of course, if you're not already subscribed to the show, please do that and please subscribe, please follow anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes, of course, Apple as well as Spotify, Google podcasts, and of course the all new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at locked on T wolves and at B beacon two B's two E's C K Ian, a reminder that today's show was brought to us by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. A reminder that Locked On Wolves is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. That's all I have today. Be back, of course, on Wednesday. Thanks once again for listening. I'm Bed Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.
Betting on sports does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you listen to podcasts.